Hey guys, this is Aiden with Dweller Archives, and I know this is not something we usually do before the episode, but I feel like we need to. While we were using a program when recording, the second part of this is going to sound like there's a fucking wind turbine. I managed to fix a lot of it in post, but the audio is going to sound a little bit different. We've contacted the people that run the online-based sound editing program, and they assure us this is going to be a one-time thing, and I do would like to apologize, but as a treat, we went ahead and dropped another song at the end of this episode, very much like the last episode with Cavender. Um, this episode is by Eavesdroppers, and the song is called Dog Shit, so I hope you guys enjoy, and hopefully you enjoyed today's episode. And if you haven't, be sure to rate us on Apple and Spotify. Five stars, motherfuckers. You heard it? I heard it. it went, yeah, it's like a, hold on, it's like a, let me see if I, yeah, dude, there it is. It's oh like God. a velociraptor in my throat. All right, I've already I'm, started recording. I don't think that's a velociraptor. It's a velociraptor. I don't think so. It sounds too big oh, to be a velociraptor. All right, well, dude, it's my inner animal, whatever, it's a <laughs> fucking gerbil. Oh, there it is. Far, Your spirit far animal is a gerbil. <laughs> My spirit animal, yes. All these men out here being like, I'm a lone wolf. Yeah, I'm a lone wolf. I'm a I'm lion. Just a, and I'm, I'm just a gerbil. A, I'm a fucking gerbil, dude. I don't have to tell you. That's what it be, though. That's what it be like. So, we are I the Dweller like Archive. my inner animal yeah. would probably be Pumbaa. Mine would actually be Timon. Specifically Pumbaa, though. Mine like, not would the animal, specifically like, be Timon. I like this. This is working out. I think, yeah, I think it is. Yeah. Hakuna Matata, bitches. So we are the Dweller Archives. My name is Aiden. And who are you today? I'm Father Stuffy. You're fa- why are you Because fa- you're sick? We're both I sick. I got the cold. Actually. I feel like shit. I'm waking up. My foot hurts. My head well, you hurts. You should wipe better and you wouldn't feel like shit. That is not <laughs> what is going on. This, is, this should not be every single episode. It should I not. Can't help I do it. have a you question for up. you, though. I do have a question. I like questions. I have an answer. Oh, God, I'm so gassy today. That's um, not. Oh, speaking of gas. Oh, lay it on me. <laughs> My customer today, I just want you to know older Mexican men give no fucks. Yeah. At all. This man, mid conversation with me on where he wanted his stuff at, straight up rips ass. And it was a good, like, three to five second long fart. And it was loud as shit. This man didn't skip a beat in his conversation. He acted like that shit didn't even happen. <laughs> his facial expression me. didn't change or anything. And I'm like, wait, wait. What the fuck was that? <laughs> are you going to acknowledge this or are you going to keep on going? Because I don't want to be You're not going to talk about this? Because like, you want me to work in this room and you just ripped ass. I'm like, no, no, you're staying in here with me until this call goes away. <laughs> he won't give a though. shit. He didn't even change. <laughs> Well, yep. Was it a juicy one? Like, did it have any like any extra? It sounded dry. Oh, okay, so like it was like a paper rip. It was loud. Uh, That's well, all loud I know. It was rip. loud and long. The question I have for you is, um, how do you like? So, 
how do you wash your dick and balls? Do you go like bowling ball style with the washcloth and you go up and down the shaft like the Frank and beans? I go bowling ball and then I get the washcloth and then I give everything, you know, once over. But Are we being sponsored by a ball wash? No, company? I'm, I'm legit asking because like... Oh, because I was Nikki, like, what? Like I remember Nikki me. She's like, that's not how you wash your balls. You have balls? <laughs> Well, I mean, like, Why are you going to tell me how to wash my no, balls if you like, don't have any? But she's like, tell me, you know, like, that's how we, I was like, am I doing this wrong? So how do you do it? How what? Do you wash your, how do you wash your balls? I just use a loofah. You just wash it. You actually pay attention to this shit? Well, now I am. I'm afraid I'm doing it wrong. <laughs> You're going to let someone that doesn't have balls tell you you're well, washing I mean, your balls wrong? Um, what the fuck is wrong with you? But yeah, so I feel like I've been doing it wrong. What the fuck? Why? I don't know. First of all, how is anyone that doesn't have balls going to tell you how to wash your balls? That is true. My name is Aiden, and you're listening to the Dweller <laughs> Archives. And Aiden apparently doesn't know how to wash his balls. So if anyone is specifically, if that is what you majored in in college, is ball washing, hit Aiden up and tell him how to properly wash it, because no one else gives a fuck. <laughs> So today's video, <laughs> so today's podcast episode is the Smiley Face Killers, and it is something bum, that we bum, covered bum. in the last episode. Last episode it was by Chris <laughs> Jenkins, all right, and we went over his untimely Not death. to be mixed up with the one and only Leroy Jenkins. Yeah, let's not get mixed up with Leroy Jenkins. Two and totally different stories. Two totally different stories. <laughs> so the last episode, we talked about Chris Jenkins and how it was a prologue. And we talked about this at the very beginning, so y'all know this. Um, that it's going to be, technically, this is the second part to that episode. This is like, I guess, 1.5. The episode smi- 2. Yeah, episode 2. Um, and if you did not go less... <laughs> If you did not go listen to the previous episode about Chris Jenkins, I highly recommend you do so because we covered a lot of the information on who the Smiley Face Killers are and, well, are, not were. At the very end, it was about 30 minutes where we Chris Jenkins I think episode. An exorcism God damn it, let's just do this. <laughs> so yeah, go listen to the Chris Jenkins episode. And before we get into it, we have a quick word from our sponsor, aka a thirsty Colton. A very thirsty Colton, yes it is. <laughs> I won't let you beat me to the punch again. <laughs> Are you a little sicky sick? Yeah, I still can't shake this shit. Like, I'm not sick, I'm just congested. Like, I can't stop coughing and the amount of mucus is really annoying. Like, it's starting to really bother my lifts, too. <laughs> All that phlegm. Yeah, because I can't fucking breathe. I, uh, if you guys are wondering why we might sound a little bit different, is because we actually had to record the intro and this part in two separate days because both of us were very sick and we just, just couldn't. A little do it. bit. I was I was a lot sicker than I, I don't know what hit me. <laughs> I thought I was fine, and then like I just couldn't do it. I was just I lost the plot, dude. So, like we said in the intro. We are going to be covering the Smiley Face Killers. <gasps> Okie dokie. This ties back into the first, well, not the first episode, the prologue episode that was before this one, which was the case of Christopher Jenkins. And that was the 21-year-old who went missing in Halloween in 2002. They found his body four months later in a river. Local authorities claimed it was initially a suicide, but eventually 
there's so many discrepancies and shit just did not add up and it was eventually brought back out and detectives then ruled it as a homicide. His death was, if you look at the case of Christopher Jenkins and the cases of others, just like his, his death is extremely similar to hundreds of victims of accidental drownings, quote unquote, or serial drownings of college age men. These men age between 18 to 25. They are all athletic. They're all ideal, like college students. They stand out above the rest, great grades, athletic. There's actually a movie. Have you, did you watch the movie, The Smiley Face Killers? No, I watched the documentary and it was awful. Yeah, the documentary is just very repetitive. Wasn't it like a three-part as well? No, but it was like three hours. Yeah, three hours, that's it. And it, I turned it off after 45 minutes because all the information they were talking about, I kind of already dove deep into and just destroyed my brain with. So the Amazon movie talks about how the Smiley Face Killers are a satanic cult or something like a cult of some kind. And they pick out um, an athletic student or someone like that. They find the ideal candidate and they go after him. They hunt him and they throw him in the, in the water and they kill him. They drain his blood, yada, yada. That's one of the theories of what the Smiley Face Killers are. Like I, like I said, definitely go check out the last episode if you really want to know what the fuck we're talking about. There are so many theories of what the smiley face killers are. And this is a conspiracy episode, by the way. This, is, this isn't 110% proven fact, but this is some shit me and Colton fucking believe. Okay? Yes. There are people that believe that they're an internet, a dark web uh, group of serial killers. They are, um, there's one guy the smiley face killer and he's killed hundreds of victims. Um, they're a satanic cult. They are a, they're members of the clergy going after young men to sacrifice. There's some crazy shit. And also some people believe that these uh, people are not being drowned or accident, like or accidentally killed or anything. They are abductees of aliens and they're dropped off in the river. Which is really fucking stupid, by the way. That, that theory is... We're not talking about that theory today. Today, we're mainly focusing on the smiley face killer theory that they are from a dark web group, murder group. Kind of like Laughing Coffin and Sword Art Online. Fucking love Sword Art Online. I fucking love Sword Art Online, dude. It's such a good anime. People, I'm debating people getting it. that shit tattooed on my hand. Like the Laughing Coffin symbol. I thought about the exact same thing. I don't know why. I just think it's sick. It's a sick logo. It's actually very similar to the Molly Maguire logo. I swear to God. And we'll probably do an episode of Molly Maguire's. Um, there's, I have a... I don't want to say a personal tie. Because <laughs> I don't know who's going to be listening. Um, but I, I know a good bit about the Molly Maguire's. And if you don't know who those people are, do not start Googling. <laughs> but getting back into the episode... People started to notice some things were similar with all these drownings, all these hundreds of victims. Shit just wasn't adding up. They're identical, and there's no way that they're all accidental or serial drownings. Many of the bodies were found in the water, also were found near a smiley face graffitied on a wall, bridge, tree, or whatever the fuck you can graffiti on. Detectives, professors, and even the people of the internet, like ourselves, have an intense theory that there are too many damn smiley faces for all this shit to be a coincidence. One or two times, sure, but over 45 smiley faces have been found 
near where bodies are. And these are the ones that have been found. There, there, there's ones that could not have been found just graffitied. I mean, some were moderately tiny. They're about the size of a baseball. Some are huge as shit, the size of my podcast setup. And I am running two monitors. And that's the only size I could think of right now that was right in front of me. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, it's about that big. <laughs> the size of a stop sign. It's about the size of a stop sign. So, yeah, that shit does not add up. Many people believe that this is the work of a serial killer who uses the roads of the northern states going from state to state, claiming victims and tossing them in the river. Aside from the fact that the victims disappeared after a night of drinking with friends and were later found dead in a body of water, the young men themselves also shared many similarities, like we talked about earlier. According to Gannon and Durate, which were in Christopher Jenkins' episode, they were all athletic, well-liked, and successful students who were likely targeted because of these traits. Durate told the CNN News that the serial killer would be the opposite of his victims, someone who isn't, who isn't that smart, not good in school, not athletic, doesn't have a job, or it's not, he's not popular, or she, because women can, can kill. We're not going to be sexist here. Women are murderers, too. But there's one theory that's bigger than this. That theory is that the, this is a work of a group of serial killers called the Smiley Face Killers who used the dark web since the 1990s to get their victims. Just like the anime Laughing Coffin and the anime Sword Art Online, they kill for fun or possibly initiation. The reason why I bring up initiation is because all the smiley faces are different types of smiley faces. Like I said, there's some that are big, some are large. Some even have words next to it, like you're not looking in the right place, smiley face. And that's another thing. Who the fuck sp spray paints that and that's a smiley face? And I view it as like a signature. You know, like, hey, this is, you know, where I dropped the body off or this is where the kill was made. Yeah, it's your calling card. Yeah, it's your calling card. And if you think about it, that's what gang members do. They mark their territory, you know? So I'm thinking this is an initiation where they kill someone. They, If you want to join this hack group or this dark web group or something like that, you need to go out and find someone that fits this profile, kill them, and yeet them in the river. So that was a pretty much a quick recap of the previous episode of what we talked about. Today, we're going to discuss six of the victims. This was going to be a two-parter episode, um, but we decided to separate the Chris Jenkins into his own because that one had such a big investigation and it deserved its own right. And plus, we were, you know, the murder happened on Halloween and it just, it, it just really stood out. And now this is kind of like the second part of the information. We're going to cover six of the other victims and the naysayers of the smiley face killers. So with all that being said, let's go ahead and dive into it. The sources that we have for today are the book that we used last week, or this isn't last week. This is now two weeks ahead of time because we're <laughs> kind of sick. Uh, the Case of the Drowning Men Investigating the Smiley Face Murder Theory by Eponymous Rocks. I can't never say his name, dude. He has a dope name. I feel like that's a, that's a pen name, though. That's not his birth name. There's no way. The next source we use is Oxygen True Crime Article Alleged Smiley Face Killer Victims by Ally Vander Halen. And the Smiley Face Murders a Totally Ridiculous Crime Theory. And uh, that guy... <sighs> he, just, he just spout shit. The math. He, did, he just did math and was like, yeah, that makes sense. <clears throat> 
And we're citing our sources 100% in every single episode now because of that fuckwad named Ohio in the Apple Podcast <laughs> review about us not using sources in the episode of the Backrooms. But we post our sources in Discord. So if you really want to see our true sources, go to Discord. And I'm going to be clearing it up, too. I'm going to be fixing the Discord up after this episode. We're going to make it nice and neat. And we're going to be posting the sources that we have after this episode directly underneath the episode. So there's two forms of sources that you guys can go and click. So fuck you, Ohio. I hate Ohio. The state. And I also hate the person. (laughs) (laughs) But, hey, we're going to do it Ohio's way. We're going to say it directly in the episode. So let's go ahead and get into the victims. Are you ready for the victims of the connections? I'm ready. James was 23 years old when he went missing in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. On January 25th, 2017, around 11.30 p.m., James was walking back to his apartment after a night out of drinking with his friends and co-workers. Hey, you know that walk of shame because <laughs> you're all sinners and you're drinking the Wait, devil's well, liquid. Walk of shame is out with his friends and co-workers. I know. He was drinking the devil's liquid. I've never heard that. A bunch of sinners. That's what you all the are. Devil, the devil's liquid? <laughs> the did devil's you, liquid. Did you make that up or do people really say that? I've never heard it. I've heard of the devil's blood as far as tattoos. Oh, okay. Well, you know, devil's lettuce, devil's liquid. We're going to go with it. The We're going to go with li- it. The devil's A bunch liquid. of sinners. The Sinner. devil. Sinner. Did I tell you about the time one guy was shouting at a bar going, you're going to hell. You're going to hell. And he pointed directly at me. He goes, you're definitely <laughs> going to hell. And I was like, what did I do? There was a, there's usually somebody, at least one person at Dragon Con that's telling everyone they're going to hell. Love that. Love that yeah. guy. But anyways, he never made it home. The last known sighting of... Of the De Quincey University De Quincey. graduate student was caught on a surveillance camera in the downtown area. The footage captured James entering a dark alley, and that was the last time he was seen alive. The following morning, James did not show up for work. His boss informed his family, who filed a missing persons report 72 hours later. James' parents later hired a private investigator who organized a massive citywide search, which led to the discovery of James's body. In the Ohio River on March 6, 2017, 40 days after he had disappeared, the Pittsburgh police theorized James fell into the river while crossing a bridge near the city center and drowned. They believe his body traveled for almost 10 miles and even went through a dam before its discovery. James's body, however, had almost no visible damage, very similar to Chris Jenkins, which was highly suspicious because it had traveled through a heavily trafficked river. A smiley face was found spray-painted on an underpass near where James's body was discovered. So does that make sense to you? That does make sense to me. No, that it traveled 10 miles. Yes, and then it just magically spray-painted it. Went through 10 miles and went through a dam, and they say that he fell in. So if he fell in, traveled 10 miles, and then went through a dam, there's no visible damage on his body. Listen here, you little bitch. Fuck you. I need you to trust the government, okay? I, dude, that's actually the least <laughs> thing. That is the last thing I'll ever do. 
right. they say it, they it must be true. They would never lie to us. Okay. So we're gonna so the episodes that we have planned in the future, all hogwash, all all that information. Oh, we're gonna get into the government one day. <laughs> Once I'm able to just really hide out, we're gonna get into the government. When they can't track us. Yeah, so th- that that this case right here makes no sense. Forty days, ten miles, through a dam, he fell into the river and drowned. No visible damage on the body. This shit makes no fucking sense. In a heavily trafficked river. That means boats and shit go through there all the time. Hey man. Don't hey man me. Why would they lie to us? Why would they lie? They would never do such a thing. The government would never lie. Fuck you. They lie all the time. <laughs> so the next one we have is Tommy Booth. 24 disappeared on January 19th, 2008 from a bar in Woodland, Pennsylvania. That night, he had been celebrating a friend's 21st birthday with a group of other friends. Surveillance footage captured Booth entering the bar with a celebration took place. There is no video evidence of him leaving. About two weeks after he went missing, Booth's body was found face down in a creek behind the bar. Which, suspicious as fuck to me, because if it's behind the bar, how did it take two weeks for them to find the body? His death was ruled a probable drowning and there was no signs of trauma. The area had been searched repeatedly in two weeks before his body was discovered, but no one had seen Booth. According to former detective Kevin Gannon and Dr. Lee Gilbertson, when Booth was found, his body was full of, uh, was full rigor mortis, which normally uh, happens 24 to 36 hours after death. This finding is inconsistent with the belief that Booth drowned the night he disappeared. Gannon and Gilbertson also noted the body appeared to have been staged. Three sticks were strategically placed around the body, and there was shoe and drag marks in the soil. A smiley face was painted on a wall of the bar under a deck. That one is definitely smiley face killer. Killers, and if you if you don't didn't listen to the last episode, once again, go check it the fuck out. They go primarily from Midwest to like New York area, like they go along that road, and all like almost all these cases are found. Literally, you can pull it up. Hundreds of these victims along that area. So to me, this is suspicious as fuck because twenty four to thirty six hours after death, rigor mortis sets in. They found his body full rigor mortis. They combed that creek for two weeks. He was eventually found. Body is staged. Shoe and drag marks in the soil. Smiley face on a wall right near the body. Does that shit make sense? How is that a drowning? How the fuck hey, is that a drowning? And have you seen a creek at night in a creek? You can get out of that. Unless but something what if he got holds lost? you, you get lost. You go, oh, that's water's wet, and you just step the fuck out. Yeah, but what if he couldn't figure out which way to step? The opposite direction you were going. Maybe he couldn't figure that out. What he kept walking in the water, going, no way, it's getting wetter. Yeah, you know, I could see Patrick doing this. Well, Patrick is a uh, one a starfish <laughs> would not drown. So fuck your logic. And two, <laughs> he also has the IQ of bread. This is something else entirely. I mean, we don't know these people. 
Also, and he, then when you're drunk too, like you you do get stupid when you're drunk. I just I think it just doesn't add up. None of that shit adds up at all to me. On September 29th, 2006, 21-year-old Lucas Homan vanished from La Crosse, Wisconsin. 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 The day of his disappearance, Homan had been celebrating Oktoberfest with his friends, you goddamn sinners. <laughs> with the devil's liquid. <laughs> with the devil's liquid. After a night of bar hopping, Homan headed home at around 10 p.m. with a friend. Homan and his friend somehow got separated during their walk home, and his friend ended up at the ER detox with a head injury after being picked up by police. It's a little sketchy. No sketchy. A little sketchy. He told investigators he could not remember anything that happened that night. Homan did not arrive for a golf outing the next day. Search dogs scoured the downtown area where Homan was last seen alive. According to police reports, one dog later hit on an SUV owned by a local band member. Hell yeah, you get a dog. You want to get with the SUV? You could do it. I believe in you. Make some some weird sex to that, that <laughs> SUV. Who had played a show at the bar the night of Homan's disappearance. But the canine alert was inconclusive. Officials did not implicate the band member in Homan's death. The morning of October 2nd, Homan's body was found not far from the shore of the Mississippi River. His death was ruled an accidental drowning. And the autopsy report noted, Acute alcohol intoxication was a major contributing factor. According to Gannon and Gilbertson, Homan had various injuries on his head, hands, and arms, and they theorized that a mic on his forehead may have been a footprint that was the result of Homan being held down. Homan was the eighth accidental drowning case in La Crosse over a nine-year period. Yeah, because that makes sense. Yeah. Sure, there's eight of these, accidentally. Whoops. Don't mind the marks. It's not like there's like And one. just ignore the fact that we had a guy say he had head injuries and we just picked him up the same night. Yeah, he's one of his friends, too. Like one of his biffles. Yeah. A smiley face was found spray-painted near where Holman's body was found. This once What if again, they attacked both of them? That's what I'm thinking. That's like legit. And like, one of them just got away. Yeah, and he like was like kind of zonked out, and obviously Homan put up a fight. So, and if it's a different killer, you know, every single time going through initiation, they're probably going to do it a different way every single time. You know, most of the time they probably have um, what was it the G G H B, which is the date rape drug found in their yeah. body. Um, but if you go into further research, it was there's different ways it could be ingested. One, it could be shot up. You know, they can, with a needle, um, they can ingest it through a drink. Um, or someone, if they didn't have the chance, and then they're like, okay, this is my opportunity to get my kill in. There's two dudes hammered as fuck. You know, wh what am I going to do? Um, I can't really take both of them. So I'm going to beat the shit out of this one, knock them unconscious, get the other one. Probably, it was probably a blitz attack from behind. One legged it. He got the one that he wanted. 
dragged him to the river, killed him, tossed it in, and a smiley face, and spray painted a smiley face. This one was seems like a very hostile attack, and this one is definitely a murder. This one is 100 and like there is no arguing. I don't know how the fuck the autopsy report. Autop, I don't know how the autopsy report noted that it's because of a drowning and alcohol intoxication was a major contributing factor. If there's a footprint on his fucking head, his shit was kicked in, injuries to his hands and arms, and his best friends in the hospital that same night he went missing. Are you fucking stupid? Like, how is that an accidental drowning? That's a fucking murder, man. Oh, well. That's some old shit. Let's get into another one. Todd Gieb was a 22-year-old when he went missing during the early hours of June 12, 2005. At a bonfire party in the orchard close to his house in Casano- Casanova? Is that Casanovia? Casanovia, Michigan. He was reported missing later that day by his mother, and a massive manhunt ensued. The night of his disappearance, Gabe made several calls from his cell phone. One of them was to a friend who said she heard Gabe say, I'm in a field, before the call dropped. Gabe's body was found three weeks later in a lake that had previously been searched. His death was ruled an undetermined drowning. Oddly, Gabe's head and shoulders, head, shoulders, knees and toes, (laughs) knees and toes, <laughs> I'm such an asshole. That was the first thing I thought. Gabe's head and shoulders were sticking out of the water as if he had gone for a swim. Gabe's remains also had very little signs of decomposition. Another weird fucking thing, which had been present if he had been died that day he went missing, 22 days before the recovery of his body. Alcohol and antidepressants were out in Gabe's toxicology screen, but it was reported that Gabe was not suffering from any form of depression at that time. Once again, goes back to a drugging. Someone could have just fucking put a shitload of Xanax in this dude's beer and got him. You know, just he was probably zonked out, out of his mind. They're like, and now's the time to strike. A smiley face had been spray painted on a tree near where Gabe's body was found, and a smiley face sticker was later placed on his gravesite. So, once again, different type of attack, right? Alcohol and antidepressants, not GHB this time. The other one was a, a shit kicking. This one, someone drugged him, but they didn't use the date rape drug. And in this one, they went the extra mile and placed a smiley face sticker on his gravesite. That's fucking crazy. And also, 22 days, his body was supposedly in that river with no signs of decomp. Well, no major signs. Was it major signs of decomposition? Had very little uh, signs of decomposition. So, how the fuck is this an accidental drowning? If you're supposed to be in that water for 22 days, There'd be major signs of de- well, not even major, but like there'd be more signs of de- uh, decomposition, and there'd be bloating, everything like that. None of that was found. It's insane to me, dude, that these cops are like, "Yeah, he got wasted and drowned, dude. He's fucking hammered. We combed the lake several times, but he just popped up out of nowhere." A Navy veteran, twenty-four-year-old William Hurley. 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 I like. I don't know why. That's Bill Hurley right there. <laughs> Went missing after leaving a Bruins hockey game in Boston, Massachusetts. Boston. On October 8, 2009, Hurley went to the game with two friends. Halfway through the game, Hurley called his fiance Claire Mahoney, 
She wanted him to leave. Hurley walked outside while Mahoney drove to the stadium to pick him up. When she arrived, however, he was nowhere in sight. When Mahoney called Hurley to find out where he was waiting, Mahoney said he answered the phone and she heard him ask someone where he was located. The man said 99 Nashua Street. And Hurley said his cell phone battery was going dead. Mahoney drove to the address, but Hurley was not there. She called him a second time, but his cell phone seemed to be out of battery. Mahoney said she drove around for an hour before returning home, thinking Hurley got another ride. And then when she got back, Hurley was still gone. She then reported Hurley missing and various searches were conducted. Six days after his disappearance, Hurley's body was found in the Charles River, close to where he asked Mahoney to pick him up. Investigators said there was no sign of foul play, and his death was ruled an undetermined drowning. Let's just ignore the man in the background saying where he was. Hurley's mother it's received right here. a... <laughs> oh, I found him. It was crazy. Oh. This is where we're located. Oh, nobody tried to question me, by the way. Don't even bring yeah. this up later. Hurley's mother received a copy of the autopsy report and allowed a physician to analyze the report. She found out that her son had reportedly suffered blunt force trauma to the head, his eye socket, and behind his left leg. GHB was also found in his system along with alcohol. A smiley face was painted near the river. See, bum, 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 bum. this one seems like it was going good, but this obviously was a man. Like once again, going to the initiation theory, different killer. I mean, she heard someone in the background say the street, all this shit. He was put in the water faster, so they're like, "Oh, he drowned." But then, how the fuck is there GHB in his system? He suffered blunt force trauma to the noggin, his eye socket, and behind his left leg with GHB found in his system, along with alcohol. How the fuck is that an accidental drowning? Someone placed him there, and a smiley face was found painted near the river. That, I'm, I'm just saying, like... Hey, man, he just drowned. Do you think, like, cops was it don't... accidental? Accidental drowning? But even if I didn't know the smiley face killer theory, if I didn't know shit about it, and I'm a cop or a detective, and I see that there was date rape drug found in his system, blunt force trauma to the head, eye socket behind his left leg, obviously something happened. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but it would be a lot easier to just say it was a drowning than actually look into it. Do your fucking job. <clears throat> do your job. That's what you're paid to do. Oh, well, I mean, this is some old shit. Let's get to the next one. <laughs> On January 1st, 2000, Northern Illinois University junior Brian Wiesen went missing from a Chicago, Illinois, went missing from Chicago, Illinois after a night of celebrating Y2K with his friends. I actually understand that. You made it. You made it to Y2K. The world didn't end getting wasted. The 21-year-old finance student rarely parties since he was dedicated to the university's soccer team, but decided to have a few drinks for the next year. Weezen's friends said he only had three or four drinks, but by the end of the night, he seemed very intoxicated. 
Weizen told his friends he wanted to call it, uh, call it a night and go back to the hotel where they were staying. One of Weizen's friends, Nick Young, stayed behind. During the drive, Weizen started throwing up. His friend told him to get out of the car while he parked. Various witnesses outside the hotel saw Weizen vomiting in the street. His friends went up to the room and never saw Weizen again. When Young came back to the hotel around 4 a.m. and realized Weizen was not in their room, he searched the area outside the hotel. He could not find Weizen and reported him missing around 1 p.m. After extensive searches, Weizen's body was found 77 days later on March 17th. It had been washed ashore on the beach of Gary, Indiana, 30 miles south of Chicago. Police said there were no signs of foul play and his death was ruled an undetermined drowning. Investigators believed he could be walked to the edge of Lake Michigan, a five-minute walk from the hotel, and fallen in. His blood alcohol concentration was only 0.08. Police have not said if a smiling face was present near the death site. Probably because they didn't look. But that makes no sense. Once again, his friends took him to the hotel. The only shitty part is they went up to the room without him. And that's a shitty... Those are shitty friends. That is honest. I mean, this one could actually, I will hand it to this one. This one could have been something else entirely. Um, however, since the police did not really investigate the death site that well, um, you know, there could have been a smiley face. I will, I will hand it this one. This one might be a maybe. But how the fuck does he just, I, I just don't understand how his friends didn't help him out. Didn't get him inside and just yak his brains up upstairs. Yeah, get out as much as you can outside. I get that. But get the fuck inside. Get the fuck inside. That's all you have to do. It'd be that way sometimes. What I would like to point out is that the locations where the bodies were found, if you pull up just, just these six deaths, and I mentioned this earlier, you can literally see it follows a road. It can be all connected to at least... Well, at least one guy, if not a gaggle of killers. Like, this, this is all identical. Majority identical. There's a smiley face found at the death site, GHB or some sort of drug in their system. Or, I mean, one guy literally just got the shit kicked out of him. It all adds up. So it's if it's not one guy, I think it's a gaggle of killers because the, the footwork that has to be put in and how every kill is a little bit different. And the tag is a little bit, it's still a smiley face, but some are different and varies in different ways. So I believe it's a gaggle of killers. Um, but if not, it's at least one guy. Definitely one guy. Now, that was only six victims out of hundreds, and there are a lot just like this. And to add, some even speculate thousands, which I may add is bullshit. With me thinking that this is bullshit, I decided to look into some articles that go against the theory of the smiley face killer. A lot of what was said in this article and various others is just straight up math. They like to break it down by saying, out of the thousands of accidental drownings that we have since the 1990s, it, is indeed in the thousands. Only a handful that have smiley faces found near the sites. In the article by Andrew Wheat, he says, smiley faces are pretty common bits of graffiti even when no dead bodies are nearby. Right up there with peace symbols and skulls. As a criminal profiler, Pat Brown puts, by the way, she's one of the biggest skeptics of the theory, it's not an unusual symbol. If you look in the area five miles square, you could find a smiley face. Yeah, you could definitely do that. But directly at the the drop site or the death site of a body. Eh. It's a weird coincidence, but it's still a coincidence. That's what she says. I think that's not a coincidence. 
Clearly, the cases have some similarities. However, they span 20 years apart. This is still in the article by Wheat, by the way. And the U.S. has over 4,000 fatal accidental drownings per year. That means from 1995 to 2015, the most generous time frame for this theory, that there are 80,000 drownings. I'm not a math person, but it seems to me entirely statistically plausible that 40 or 45 or 70 cases out of 80,000 are going to have similarities. The highest potential number connected to this, 250, is still less than one-third of 1% of the total drownings, 0.3125% to get really, really exact. My point is, again, with so many accidental drownings, aren't a lot of them going to be similar? There can't be that many ways to accidentally drown, and the profile for all these victims fit in isn't an uncommon type of person, particularly in the Midwest. At most, half of them are found near a smiley face. Second, it's not like the smiley face were found on the bodies. They are found spray painted on buildings, bridges, and whatever the other graffiti artists like to spray on. Okay, so that's the end of what Wheaton had to say. He does have some good points. I'll give him that. But I'd like to point out that what he's comparing is not the 80,000. It's the 250 that fit. This is what I'm saying. That 250 is the college-aged male who fits an accurate description of the victims found GHB or drugs in the system in water found months later. There are a lot of them found months later with nothing on them. Looking like they haven't been in the water long and their clothes are still intact. With a smiley face found nearby. Not within five miles, but the farthest was up to a mile and that means the body can go down a little bit. No, I think it was less than a mile. Where a body can wash downstream. Most of the smiley faces are found near what people can assume is dumping sites. And some of these dumping sites have, f- like, feet and drag marks. Like, the math they did was out of the 80,000 drownings from 1995 to 2015. But they're not looking at that exact grouping. But along with the naysayers, the FBI is saying all this is alcohol-related drownings and the smiley faces are also nothing but a coincidence. The FBI have also denied any possibility of the deaths being homicides in a 2008 statement saying, To date, we have not developed any evidence to support links between the tragic deaths or any evidence sustaining the theory that these deaths are the work of a serial killer or killers. Um, the vast majority of these instances appear to be alcohol-related drownings. That's bullshit. No one takes date rape drug for fun, unless you're Colton and you want to try it out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> No hey, one does that. Everyone would try everything once. Okay, let's not give that advice. <laughs> you don't get bruisings and head trauma and then fall into the river and that's an accidental drowning. That's not an accidental drowning. That's a murder. It's a fucking murder. And a lot of these cases have been reopened as homicides. So, how, like, just for the FBI to deny it... Is that's kind of suspicious to me as well, because um, this was in a 2008 statement, and I believe they retracted the statement as well. One father, Bill Zustak, whose son Josh's body was found in the Hudson River after he was last seen in a bar in Albany, New York, shithole by the way, in 2007, does not agree that with his does not agree that with his death being ruled as an accident. Suzak told CBS Good Morning America that he watched surveillance footage of his son inside the bar looking fairly sober, then staggering outside the bar only moments later, like he was drugged. Reportedly, Suzak believes that the tight, 
police budgets are are particularly responsible for a lack of homicide investigations. I agree to that. There are not, I mean, increase the budget. Increase the budget and maybe people will work and give a shit. Now, I do want to add that another article from the Oxygen True Crime I stumbled upon, I thought they were saying that these killers were not, uh, I thought they were saying these killings were not of a serial killer and were unrelated. However, they discussed that maybe this isn't a serial killer or killers, but just a murder that is requested to join a national gang called the Smiley Face Gang. This is very similar to the serial killer, this is very similar to the serial killer three, but they do not murder for just fun. Just to be a part of a gang, these individuals hunt down a college student who is alone, drug them, kill them, dispose of the body, and tag a smiley face you are in. This, to me, is also a likely theory. It connects the killings and is definitely believable. However, I do not think the, the amount of intelligence that goes into all these killings is I don't think it's a gang. I mean, yeah, it's an internet gang or an internet group, but I don't think it's just a gang, you know, where it's just people meeting. Once again, I'm going to go into Anonymous and these hacker groups where you meet online, no one knows your real name, your location, anything like that. So you can stay truly anonymous and you only go by your handle. And they kind of coach these newcomers and how to get the kill in. And once they get the kill, they're, they're officially in. They probably produce some sort of article of clothing or a trophy or even an actual article that it did indeed happen and explain how it went down. So I am a firm believer in the smiley face killer theory, not the smiley face gang theory, but the smiley face killers theory. And uh, that's all the information that we have. But I think it there's no way all this is a coincidence. No fucking way. Over 250 victims match identically. Does that make any sense? Hmm. I mean, the government did say dude, it's an accidental truth. Fuck the fucking government, dude. But they said. You know what? The government once said smoking was good for you. They did say that. Yeah, this is so. Also true. And they were like, yeah, you should do cocaine. <laughs> we put it in the coke. Get rid of the ghost in your blood. <laughs> Get rid of the ghost in your blood. You got so, ghost blood. Do some cocaine. You should do some cocaine. Get rid of that ghost blood. So, yeah, the, the government go fuck itself. All right. This is, uh, I feel like, a extremely believable conspiracy theory where I no longer categorize it as a conspiracy theory. I categorize it as this is fucking happening, and I'm going to make sure my little brother doesn't go to the bars in the Midwest <laughs> <laughs> to up north. Yeah. Because he will drink with anybody. It's almost like, you want a beer? He'd be like, yeah, take a damn beer. So, And he's extremely social. He's athletic. And he fits the description. So, (laughs) no, he's not allowed to go up there. (laughs) So what are your thoughts? Give me your thoughts, Colton. I definitely, I don't think it's a conspiracy. I definitely think it happened. Yeah. Especially the one that there was a smiley face (laughs) painted. Was it near a tree? And then a smiley face put on his gravesite. Yeah, it's a little too coincidental for me. Yeah, that's not. You don't. That doesn't happen. That's that's a fucking murder. And the one that his buddy got away with head trauma and, and ended he up in has the head ER. Trauma. Yeah, and he had head trauma. The shit kicked in him. Uh, like it, it doesn't add up. It just doesn't fucking add up. 
But that was the smiley face killers theory. And this is technically episode 1.5. Of, uh, I mean, that uh, will part 1.5 of the Smiley Face Killers. Once again, if you have not, definitely go check out Christopher Jenkins. It is a very researched episode. Um, this one's a little bit more lighthearted because we kind of made fun of a lot of shit. Um, that one's a little bit more intense because it was focused strictly on one person and what their family had to go through. And, and it ties into the Smiley Face Killers. Any announcements that we have today, dude? I do not. You don't have any announcements? Not I do one. not. No. Okay. Well, guys, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And actually, at the end of this episode, we will be playing Eavesdroppers, a, a, a band of a friend of mine. And we're going to be playing a song, Dog Shit. And uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to see them live one day. And also, I'm, Same oh, yeah, I'm going to see Cavender live. I'm really enjoying that song, dude. <laughs> Same Z's. So it's going to be fun. Definitely check out uh, the, these bands. <coughs> we are, once again, if you have audio of your music that you want to send to us and we enjoy it, we will actually plug the fuck out of you at the end of the podcast as like an outro music because we believe in you guys and you guys support oh, us. Yeah, we're going to we support do. you. And it, unless it's an actual dog shit song, like it's awful, then I'm just going to be like, maybe you should like. If you don't hear it, it's just your song is dog shit. Yeah, we your song is dog anything. shit. Um, but yeah, so next week, the episode, we're going to be covering a, a lot more lighthearted uh, topic of... Technically, the, it'll be this week. Yeah, technically, it'll be this week. Cause we're actually recording it in about 45 minutes. But um, it is a lighthearted episode of the of, of a cryptid. Yeah, of a cryptid. Are you excited? We're going back to cryptids. I am. Yeah, because that's your territory. I like true crime and aliens, and you're like Satan. I like aliens, ghosts, and all and conspiracy theories. I like all weird shit. I do like all weird shit. I like the unknown. So we're gonna be playing some dog shit after this. Hell yeah, we are. (laughs) You can find us on pretty much everywhere now. I'm talking about YouTube. Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We're on Amazon Prime now, Amazon Music. We're fucking everywhere. Stitcher. Just five star this shit. Leave a review. We also have our website up, dwellerarchives.com. Um, sign up for our newsletter. We're going to start sending out a newsletter, and I'm going to oh. let Colton type that up. Just, I'm just now letting him know that I want him to type it it's up. Be to see what it's like. I'm excited. It's going to be fun. Um, we're we're doing we're making moves we're making money moves all right guys money moves and without getting money without, without getting money <laughs> money so, moves that we don't get paid for I mean we do hey if you guys listen to the episode you're lucky that we're not like those podcasts that drop like three fucking ad breaks in the podcast <laughs> so they can get more CPM if you guys don't know CPM it's clicks per minute and if you just listen through the ad <laughs> we get we get money for the ad so. Definitely check it out. Uh, the dog shit. Wait, no, hold on. What was I saying? Yeah, definitely check out the website. Give it a go. Also, I set it up where your your reviews will be put up on the website on the front page. And oh, yeah. So it's been a fun episode. Find us on Instagram, Twitter Archives, Twitter. We're now verified on Twitter um, because of <laughs> we we fucking made it. Um, I'd like to thank. My mom, my dad, my, my lovely fiance, my, my co-host here, and uh, my debit card um, <laughs> for really making this happen. <laughs> so, yeah, guys, 
Anything you want to say? I don't have anything. Okay. That's the episode, Smiley Face Killers. And the next episode is dropping soon. Wednesday. Wednesday at 5 a.m. That is now our new upload time. Every Wednesday, you're going to have some Dweller Archives in your ear. And uh, enjoy mm, some sweet sounds of eavesdroppers dog shit. Stepping in dog shit. And I'm ready to give in. I left you just a shadow of the person I Everything from me And let the broken pieces be Burn the whole thing